Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today is a super exciting episode because we are celebrating our 200th episode. Uh, So I started the podcast back in January 2019, which was over four years ago. And honestly, the podcast has been the thing I've been most consistent with in my entire business. I'm so proud of myself and grateful to have gotten to the 200th episode because I, for a really long time, held the belief that I couldn't be consistent in my business or I couldn't stick with something. So coming to a milestone like 200 episodes is just so great to show me that I can in fact stick to something and I can create an amazing community of nutritionists through listening to the podcast. And I just wanted to say a little thank you to all of you who listen. This is really our celebration getting to the 200th episode, whether you've been with me since the beginning and January 2019, or you're a new listener, thank you so much for being here. I couldn't have gotten here without you and your comments and your reflections on how you're loving the podcast episodes has honestly kept me going through the last four years. So thank you so much. And this is a big win for me, but it's also a really big win for you as well. And if you're a newer listener, there are so many episodes to go back to um, in the vault now, and you can just go and listen and binge all of this content that um, we've really been building over the last four years. We've had so many incredible guests on the podcast, lots of my own past clients who are nutritionists and share about their experience in starting their business, lots of solo episodes and education from me. There is just so much there to um, visit or revisit if you've already listened to those episodes. And, you know, I just wanted to share with you some of the payoffs that have come from starting the podcast, because I think for so many people, you might feel like, oh, I'd be interested in starting a podcast, but you know, it's too late now, or I should have started it earlier, or you know, what's it really going to do for my business? And I will be the first to say that starting the podcast has probably been the best business move that I have ever done because it's helped me to, well, number one, grow a community of all of you listeners um, and really, you know, have the conversations that we've been having on the podcast, bring them off the podcast. And that has actually grown, um, Um, into me having new clients sign up for coaching support, new students inside my chorus launch your nutrition biz. Um, It's also given me an outlet to share my knowledge and my passion and become more of like an authority in the space of business coaching. And it's been a way to grow my business off of social media. So having created um, lots of evergreen content that someone can go back to and listen at any time means I don't always have to be present on social media. So again, growing this awesome community, having new clients come to me, being able to share my knowledge. And like I mentioned, create that authority in a space with, you know, many people talking about one thing. It allows you to really carve out your voice in the industry. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, 
Hopefully I've convinced you of some really good reasons why um, it's at least helped me grow my own business. And it's advice that I'm giving my own clients even to this day to use your voice in some way, whether that's to start a podcast, whether that's to get on video and do YouTube videos, whether that is to really commit to using social media as the tool to grow your business, or you know, sitting down and writing blog posts. Your business is going to grow the more you put yourself out there. So that's a big piece of advice that I really want to impart onto you. And there's a little bit more advice that I'd like to share after 200 episodes. The main thing that I would recommend any business owner to focus on is to stay consistent with whatever you're doing. Just put yourself out there, continue to create content even when nobody is listening or watching. I remember feeling like it took, I'm not sure, 30, 40 podcast episodes until I felt like people were finally reaching out and saying how much the podcast was really, you know, positively impacting them. But it took that many episodes. So for a while it felt like nobody was listening and you know, a lot of people are listening or watching behind the scenes. So you need to be there showing up and creating content even before anybody is there. And that also means that you need to pick something that you love doing. So again, maybe you're more of a talker. So a podcast would be a great place. Maybe you're more of a writer. So sitting down to blog makes more sense for you. You have to pick something you could see yourself doing consistently over and over. And then lastly, I just want to remind you that it takes time to grow anything in your business, whether that's a podcast or your social media, you have to be so consistent and kind of wrapping in that piece again of, you know, just doing the thing when nobody might be giving you positive reinforcement back. So maybe no clients are coming in yet, but you still have to be doing those things and making those steps in your business in order to create the positive momentum forward. And then lastly, I've kind of touched on this a bit, but creating evergreen content that lives on forever. So for example, the podcast, I record an episode, but somebody can come back and listen to this episode, you know, one month from now, one year from now, 10 years from now. So creating content that is actually going to live on for a longer period of time um, versus you know, social media where you create a post and likely it's gone and people aren't necessarily going back and reading your old posts. So being really strategic when you're thinking about how to grow your business and where to put your time and energy, choosing something that is going to have a longer shelf life is really what I recommend, which is why I've chosen the podcast, but now have gone on to YouTube and blogging, but you have to start somewhere when you're first getting started. So hopefully some of my advice can help you in um, the beginning of your own business. And, you know, I just want to, again, thank you so much for listening. I could truly not do this without you. And I would love it so much if you could just take one minute of your time to leave a review for the podcast to celebrate our 200th episode. That would be the best present I could ever receive. Um, So you would just go to whatever podcast player that you're listening to this on, leave us a five-star review and just let us know if you've been loving the podcast and just, yeah, have a little celebration with us in the review. So that would mean so, so much to me if you could take a moment and do that. Thank you so much. Okay, so to celebrate our 200th episode, I just wanted to go over um, 
honestly, a complete roadmap for starting your business. So every step that I would recommend that you need to take to start your nutrition business starting today. So everything you need to put in place to really hit the ground running, whether you're still a student in school, maybe a new graduate, maybe you graduated a couple years ago, but you haven't really gotten your business going yet. These are going to be the steps that you need to take in order to really get started and sign your first paying clients. So let's go through this step by step. So the first step would be to really sit down and solidify your entrepreneurial skills. So number one, start thinking of yourself as a business owner, but then start really mapping out the vision for your business. So asking yourself, what do I want my business to look like? Um, you know, what really excites, excites me? Where do I want to spend my time in my business? How much time do I want to commit to my business? Is it part-time? Is it full-time? Really map out everything. And then the next thing you would do is start to set some realistic goals. So, you know, what do I want to achieve in the next couple months, like three months, even six months or one year in my business? And you can start thinking big, like five years or 10 years down the road, but I really recommend kind of breaking it down a bit smaller. And what can you achieve right now to reach those bigger goals in the future and setting goals that really excite you that make you want to wake up and work on your business every day but starting at setting these goals and starting this early on is going to give you the opportunity to really dream big but again have that focus for what's going to drive you through on the harder days in your business as well the other thing I want you to do is make sure early on you're keeping yourself organized and by doing that you're scheduling your time out so instead of getting stuck in you know, working on your website for, you know, five hours a day for in the next couple months, I want you to really sit down and, you know, write down what tasks need to be done in order to start your business and grow your business. And you could use a platform like Asana to organize your tasks. So it's A-S-A-N-A, -A -A, Asana. That's my favorite task management platform. And what I do is every day I log into my computer, I log on to Asana, I see all my tasks for the day and I complete them. Um, and that way I can keep my brain really organized and efficient because I'm coming in and I'm spending time on the things that really need to get done. So especially early on when your to-do list is, you know, a hundred things full, we want to use a tool like Asana or any kind of task management tool to keep ourselves organized and on schedule. And then another thing you can consider doing is batching your work days. So for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do client sessions, which means on Mondays, I record podcast episodes, Wednesdays, I work on my email list and so on. So you can really kind of batch down your days. Maybe Mondays is content creation, Tuesdays is client work. So anything you can do to keep yourself organized and scheduled out so you're actually making progress in your business. And then lastly, what I want you to work on is your mindset. You're going to be constantly working on your mindset when you're growing your business. And honestly, growing a business is like a fast track for personal development. You're going to be working on some limiting beliefs you might have, some imposter syndrome, some confidence, you know, and building that confidence within yourself. So remembering early on that this is a part of the puzzle in growing your business. So making sure that you're getting a lot of support, whether that's through nutrition colleagues, 
friends, family, whatever it is to support you in this stage. Um, and you know, you're going to need a lot of support early on in your business, but even as it grows as well. So again, we want to really make sure our vision is clear. We're setting those realistic goals. We're organizing ourselves and our time, and we're working on our mindset constantly. It's going to be an everyday process. And this is a really good foundation for your business. The next thing I want you to do is work on your business fundamentals. So this means things like checking off, um, you know, choosing a business name, registering your business as either a sole proprietor, an incorporated model, an LLC. This is going to depend where you live. I do talk a lot more about this inside my online course, Launch Your Nutrition Biz. So if you need support with these business fundamentals, you can always check out the course. Um, but really, you know, uh, making sure you have practice insurance in place, that you're purchasing any legal templates that you need that you're purchasing your domain and your email so that you're getting, you know, your www dot, you know, whatever it is and your professional email. So we're not just using like your um, email address that you created when you were 10, <laughs> right? We want to kind of have all of these professional pieces in place. We also want to make sure there's a way for you to keep track of your bookkeeping. So whether that's using something like QuickBooks or creating a bookkeeping template for yourself. And then lastly, um, we want to make sure that your business branding is on point. So picking colors, fonts, um, you know, choosing your logo, taking photos for your business. So we want all of those things to be in place. And this is really, I, I like to say that, you know, by really getting these business fundamentals in place early on, we're making sure that we're building our business on like solid ground. Like think of it like cement versus sand, right? If we just start taking on clients, but we don't have any of the background stuff in place, sure. It might work for a little bit, but it might collapse later on because it, we're not building our business on a strong foundation. So getting your business fundamentals in place, getting your entrepreneurial skills in place is really going to set your business up for future success. So the roadmap, again, entrepreneurial skills, business fundamentals, and then next we can start um, our process for how we're going to work with our clients. So one thing that I know we, for the majority of us, I'll say most of us, we're not learning in school is how to actually run um, a discovery call. So how to actually speak with someone about what you do, how you can help them and to see if you're fit to work together. Um, we, a lot of us don't know how to do this. And this is the number one piece I would recommend that you learn how to do because you're going to have lots of people potentially coming to you for support, but you just want to assess if you're a good fit to work together. Together. So learning how to run discovery calls is a very important piece of the puzzle. Um, and this is going to happen, you know, before you start working with a client. So it's part of that sales process that, again, we don't learn in school, but we need to self-teach or self-learn so that we become really strong salespeople and can hold a conversation where we're confident um, explaining, again, what we do and how we can help. So discovery calls should be at the top of your list to learn. The next is we want to learn how to streamline our client intake process. So coming up with a good system for accepting payment, scheduling our clients in, 
sending forms. My recommendation for all of these pieces is to use a, a client management platform called Practice Better. You might've heard me talk about this lots before, but Practice Better is awesome. You can do all of that. You can accept payments, schedule your clients and send forms chat with your clients. It is a very comprehensive um, client management platform that I recommend checking out. Uh, and this is gonna be kind of your hub for how you're going to manage all of your clients. And then from there, you're going to want to come up with a really good streamlined process for creating your client health plans and your client meal plans. So I know the nutrition school I went to, the way we learned how to create kind of like a health plan for a client was more of, I guess, an essay format, really digging into all the root causes of what's going on. It was pages long, lots of dense, heavy information. Um, and when I first started my business, I was giving my clients this same kind of handout or the same kind of protocol and it was too dense and clients were not making progress with this. So learning how to really um, simplify the information you're giving to clients and give it, give information that's very practical for them and create meal plans that are very useful for them. This is all part of the process of learning how to work with clients more efficiently. So learning how to streamline this process to make it easier for yourself and make it better for your clients to act Actually make progress should also be at the top of your list for something you need to work on early on in your business. Another thing that I know a lot of us don't learn in school but comes very much in handy when working with clients is learning some strong client coaching skills. So how to actually work with your clients to get them to make real change, to motivate them, to help keep them accountable. These are all pieces, again, that we do really wanna invest some time into because these are gonna help our clients make a lot of progress which means good testimonials and which means more clients in the future. So having some strong client coaching skills is very, very important in your business. And like I mentioned, you know, after working with your clients, you're going to want to collect some testimonials and share those on your website and on social media and so on. So this is all part of that working with clients process. Again, the discovery calls, your client intake process, creating your health plans and meal plans, getting some really great coaching skills, and then wowing your clients and getting awesome testimonials that you can share um, all over your website and social media. So after working with clients, now we're kind of moving more into the, I guess, like the practical pieces of your business. So like, what is your business going to be comprised of? Who are you helping? What are you doing? The first thing we need to do is choose a niche. Now, I highly recommend, if possible, choosing a niche early on especially if you're going to be working online. Now, if you're working in person in a clinical setting, it might be easier to stay a bit more general in your nutrition practice. But as soon as we move online, we're competing with thousands or hundreds of thousands of other practitioners that are offering something similar. So we need to find a niche that actually differentiates us and helps us stand out from the crowd. And again, I just want to preface this by saying like, even if you don't choose a niche, you can still get started in your business, but the sooner you can choose a niche, the more progress you may be able to make because the more that people can identify if they can use your service or not. So if you're really struggling with people not 
knowing what you do or how you can help them, it might be because you're not niche down and this might be a piece you really want to focus on getting clear on if possible. So if you're wondering kind of what is a niche or why should I need one, a niche helps you to become really an expert in one main area. So instead of being kind of a Jill of all trades or a Jack of all trades, you are now just an expert in one thing, which gives you more focus and you can really identify who you help and don't help this way, which is going to provide tons of clarity for your audience. They're going to know, yes, Stephanie can help me or no, what she's offering isn't for me. And now you might feel like that's turning people away, but that's okay. We're not obviously going to be a fit for everybody and we're not going to have time to work with a million and one people. So we want to be really clear on who we help and don't help as that's going to be helpful for us and also our potential clients. Another good reason to niche down is that likely when you niche, you can charge more premium prices because you're helping people get an actual transformation versus just saying, I can help you with your health and wellness. You're now saying I can help you with X, Y, Z. You're giving them actual tangible results. So that's something to also consider. So if you're wondering where to get started with choosing your niche, um, I recommend doing some niche market research to see what's already being offered out there and how you can differentiate yourself in the market. So you could look at even something like Instagram or another social platform and search, you know, let's say for example, you want to work in the hormone health space. You could uh, search for hormone nutritionists, see what they're offering, see what you could do differently, and just get an understanding of the landscape of what's already out there. And just like I mentioned earlier, if you can't decide on a niche just yet, just get started and keep track of the clients you love working with and then work towards getting more clear on a niche over time. So this shouldn't stop you from getting started, but the goal is really to find that niche, you know, as fast as you can so that you can be moving in a direction that is super clear. So if you need some more support with getting more clear on your niche and having a better idea of who you want to work with, I highly recommend downloading my nail your nutrition niche workbook. It's a free workbook with prompting questions that are really going to help you with those first stages of niche clarity. And you can grab that for free by heading to stephanielong.ca slash niche. I've had hundreds of people download this and find this very helpful. So I recommend getting started with the niche workbook if you do need some support in that area. Okay, the next thing that we want to do when um, starting our business, so a part of that roadmap is creating our nutrition programs. So the first thing to do would be to decide if you want to work with clients one-on-one, in a group program setting, in an online course setting, or maybe a combination of all. And so just for the sake of this, I'm going to really just hone in on one-on-one because group programs, online courses, they all have different things you need to consider. But for one-on-one coaching, which is a place that a lot of us get started with, and I do recommend getting started here because you can really understand, you know, what your clients need support with and working one-on-one with someone, you're going to learn in a very, I guess, intimate way what's working and what's not working. So this is a good place to get started. Um, and what you need to decide is like what type of one-on-one support are you going to offer so a lot of us start off with offering like one-off you know nutrition consultations but I don't necessarily recommend doing this because it's very difficult for people to get 
results with their nutrition and their well-being after just one session. So because of this, I usually recommend starting off with, you know, packaging up some sessions. So maybe you offer like a three package session or a six package package session. You could also just run a monthly program. So somebody signs up for one month or three months. Or you could even create what is called a signature program. So this is a program that follows a framework that you teach every single client. So let's say you're in the hormone health space, maybe it is a program to help somebody have a more consistent and healthy um, monthly period. So that framework would be, you know, helping them balance their hormones, you know, tracking their period, whatever it is. So you would create a framework that's going to be really, really helpful, um, for, you know, multiple people to run through, but whatever you're going to choose, pick something that feels good to you, set a price that is honoring, you know, your time and feels good. You don't need to discount yourself you know, too much at the beginning, you still have a lot of knowledge, but just get started. And then you can always change your packages or your offerings later down the road. You just need to start with something when you first begin. Now, if you're going to be offering group programs or online courses, these do require that you come up with a framework for your program um, because you're going to have multiple people going through this. So you need to have that framework of, you know, what they're actually working through to get results. And then you're going to also need to set up some tech if you're going to be running these programs online. So that's a whole other conversation, but I did just want to say, you know, one-on-one is a little bit simpler because it's just you and that one person and you don't need a lot of like necessarily framework built up. But if you're going to be doing group programs or online courses, it does come with a little bit more logistics for you to have to deal with at the beginning. So after you're creating your nutrition programs, we need to make sure that we have everything set up to market ourselves and market our business. And the main things I'm going to talk about here are setting up your email list and creating your website. So let's think about it this way. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, do I need a website early on? And my answer is yes, because your website is a tool to help your audience understand who you are, who you help how you can help them, and if it's a fit for them. I know personally, if there's new business that I wanna check out and I go to find their website and they don't have a website, I'm not as invested in working with that business because I find that I need that you know, social proof and I need to see the website and see the offerings and see an image of the person I might work with to really get a connection and decide if this is the right fit for me. So not having a website early on could potentially work to your, uh, be a disadvantage and work against you because um, people won't have a landing place to go and find out more about you and to, again, self-assess if it's a right fit for them. So this is something really to consider, especially early on. You can still get started without a website, but it will be a tool you wanna bring in early on in your business. Now your email list actually helps you to nurture your audience because you're gonna be providing extra value for them, more education, more support, and further resources. So a lot of people try to avoid having an email list early on where I would actually say the opposite. The email list is something you wanna build early on in your business. You wanna be able to capture all of those people who are interested in potentially working with you and have a way to email them when you have different programs or offers or discounts or whatever it is. So having your email list started early on is key in building a very successful business. 
Now my favorite tools for your email list and your website, for email list, it is Flowdesk. Um, this is a very easy to use email marketing platform. So, so simple. Lots of people ask me, should I use MailChimp? Should I use ConvertKit? Should I use ActiveCampaign? And they're all good, but Flowdesk is just so nice and easy to use that a lot of my clients who switch from another platform to Flowdesk find that it's so much more manageable. So this is the platform I recommend you use. And if you use the code Stephanie Long in the checkout, that will actually give you 50% off your yearly subscription to Flowdesk. So definitely use my code. And then the other tool that I recommend for your website is Squarespace. So you might've heard of Squarespace before. It is such an easy to use website platform. I find people think they need to get started on WordPress and it just ends up confusing them. They end up frustrated. And in my experience of, you know, building a successful six figure business, you don't need WordPress. You know, Squarespace has so many great capabilities to it and it is an awesome platform to use. So Flowdesk and Squarespace are those two tools I recommend looking into. And again, using my code Stephanie Long on Flowdesk to make sure you're saving 50%. That's a big saving. So I want to make sure that you you have that code. And then you're probably wondering, well, how do I actually get people onto my email list? And this is where we want to create a freebie or a free resource to engage the people in your audience to join your email list. So what you would do is you would, um, in Flowdesk, you would create a little opt-in form uh, to actually get people's emails. And then once people join your email list, you would create an automated email sequence. So when somebody joins, they're basically joining and right away they're getting an email that says, hi, welcome to my community. You give them the free resource and then you have a couple more emails that go out that are nurturing them over time. This is a great strategy for um, getting, again, people onto your email list and then nurturing them so that they are learning from you, they're beginning to know you, like you, trust you, and potentially move their way to booking in a discovery call or working with you in one of your programs. So an email list is a great way to support your community. And it's, again, I just want to stress, not something you might want to start five years down the road in your business. Start it now. Get people's emails now and use it as a tool to grow your business. Now, after we've set up, you know, all of the kind of logistical pieces for our business, our email list, our website, we've created our nutrition programs, we have our niche in place, we have our, our processes for working with clients, we have all those business fundamentals set up, and we have those entre entrepreneurial skills that we're building, we now need to get some clients. This is the process of, you know, okay, we have everything in place. Now it's all about marketing. It's all about sales. So this is where we really need to, you know, launch our business and start bringing on those paying clients. And the first clients that you're likely going to have are going to be from what is called your warm audience. So this would be people that are probably already in your world somehow. So friends, family, those that maybe already follow you online, word of mouth, um, friends of friends, whatever it is. So those are likely going to be your first clients. And what I recommend doing is that you actually can, uh, create a discount for your first few clients to work with you. So let's say you created a one month program and it was $500. So you could even discount it by $100. So 
you know, the first three clients I work with can work with me for $100 off. And then after you work with those people, um, gather testimonials, gather feedback from them and apply it to your program. You know, if they're giving you good feedback or feedback you could change, you know, change things accordingly and then put your program up to full price. So this is a great strategy to get those first few people in, especially those people from your warm audience before you start kind of talking to what is called a cold audience. These will be your new followers or new people that are finding your business and need a little bit of time to be nurtured by you. Um, but those first few people are really the people we wanna focus on when getting started. So there's so many different ways to market your business. And I actually cover this entire um, strategy inside Launch Your Nutrition Biz, my online chorus. But the pieces you want to look at early on and, you know, throughout your business are social media. How are you, you know, using social media strategically to get clients? Um, blogging. This is a new one for me personally in my business, but has been helpful. So tremendously helpful in my business in getting new clients is through a blog and using, um, something called SEO search engine optimization. So, um, this is again, something I teach inside my chorus, but it's going, you know, in depth into how are we attracting people to find us on Google or to find our business, right? We don't just post our website and get troves of people finding it. We need to create content to draw people to our website. Another one is podcasting or guest podcasting. So hosting your own or going on other people's shows to get in front of other audiences. Another one, one strategy that I used a lot in my own nutrition business is running workshops and getting in front of audiences this way or getting referrals from other practitioners or collaborating with other practitioners, even brand partnerships, working with your favorite brands to get more visibility or even in-person networking. A lot of the time working online, we forget that there's in-person networking events or opportunities. Um, so there's so many different ways to market your business. And what I recommend you do is just get started by mapping out a marketing plan so that you know what you're doing daily weekly, monthly, yearly to grow your business. A strategy I use with my own clients is to create a little table, you know, put January, February, March, April, May, June, you know, all the months on this table. And then underneath each month, just write down exactly what you're going to focus on for that month. So what kind of marketing um, strategy are you going to focus on? What kind of outreach strategy? What kind of content are you going to create? You know, pop it all under each month so that you can just come and see exactly where your focus needs to be. And then you're not just sitting there kind of trying a million and one different strategies. You're really focused on where you're spending your time. And I just want to remind you with any business, with any marketing strategy, with any sales strategy, it takes time to grow a successful business. So you have to stay consistent. We can't just do one guest podcast episode and, you know, expect a million clients to come our way, or we can't just run one workshop and be filled with clients. I mean, it could happen, but it might not. We can't just write one social media post and tell people we're accepting clients and expect to be filled up with clients. We need to keep going. We need to keep being consistent and keep showing up and being visible so that people are really seeing us multiple times because people need to see things so many times before they make a decision to either work with you or not. So part of the puzzle of getting your first clients is being so visible that people can't forget about you. And that is part of the job. 
So that was the roadmap for starting your nutrition business. Again, entrepreneurial skills, business fundamentals, working with clients, choosing a niche, creating your nutrition programs, setting up your email list and website, and then getting your first clients, all strategies that I actually teach inside of my online course, Launch Your Nutrition Biz, which is a step-by-step self-paced course to help you start your nutrition business and sign your first paying clients. So if you need help with every single thing I talked about today, if you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds great, but that's a lot and I don't know where to get started with it, I map out all of this inside of Launch Your Nutrition Biz. I give you all of the trainings, the templates, the tutorials, and the tools that you need to launch your own successful nutrition business. And the reason I've put this course together is because I wish that I had it when I first started my own nutrition business back in 2014. I remember people talking about, you know, um, landing pages and email funnels and all of these things that I had no idea about. And I just needed to know how do I start my business and get my first clients? So this is exactly what I put together in this course. And we've had over 450 nutritionists join, launch their business, sign their first paying clients. And, you know, it really is a great chorus to not only just help you start your business, but grow your business over time as well. So as a little gift for getting to the 200th podcast episode and for being a dear listener and friend of the podcast, I wanted to give you a coupon code for $100 off Launch Your Nutrition Biz. So if you go to launchyournutritionbiz.com and use the code podcast in the checkout, you will get $100 off the chorus. So that is my gift to you. I'm really happy uh, to give that to you. And I hope that you join us inside. We have an incredibly supportive community of nutritionists inside the chorus that I would love for you to join and support you inside there as well. So thank you so much. I'm just really excited that we have gotten to this point of 200 episodes, hopefully 200 more to come. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we are taking a break on the podcast for the summer 2023. So we will be coming back in fall or maybe, um, winter of 2023. So stay tuned, definitely go back to the archives, listen to the old episodes. There is so much value for you there. I also have a blog that is full of wonderful resources. If you go to stephanielong.ca, you will get all of that content there. And again, you can join us inside Launch Your Nutrition Biz for $100 off with code podcast if you visit launchyournutritionbiz.com. Okay, I will see you for episode 201. And thank you again so much for listening. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.